old-fashioned football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by SGPN Fantasy. Dominate your draft with the free SGPN Draft Kit. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft kit. And we're brought to you by the free roll football contest. It's back and better than ever. $5,000 up for grabs in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Old-fashioned football. You make this deal right now, you pancake-eating mother... All right, deal! Welcome, welcome to Old Fashioned Football. That was Paul Stevie Young Guitar. We always appreciate the fact that he gave us his wonderful music abilities for our theme song for Old Fashioned Football. I am J Mark. You can find me on Twitter at JMarkFootball. But before I keep rambling on about music and football and whiskey, I have to bring in the star of the show, everybody's favorite, the shining light of fantasy football world. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you can tell I'm in the doghouse. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not working <laughs> for brownie points here. Um, we've had a lot of feedback that everybody really enjoys you. Uh, Breath of Fresh Air, the favorite. Um, love listening to we, A lot of compliments for you um, and you being uh, Miranda. You can find her at Twitter at jmarkswifey. Let's pump her Twitter followers up a little bit. Um, I know you said today that you've been slacking a little on the Twitter. Work has been crazy, and Twitter has been an afterthought lately. But yes, I am going to be picking up the Twitter yep. a lot more. Going to get tweeting. Um, and yeah, we have done three drafts. We've got three drafts down um, a million to go. No, not a million, but three drafts in for auction anyways. And um, yeah, how do you feel about your draft so far? Oh, well, I I mean, excited, but I think the overall feeling, it, it's just been a roller coaster of emotions and overall differences in my teams that I've drafted so far. Um, I mean, we kicked off our draft season with our listener league and it was fun interacting with everyone and our listeners. It also made me realize how long it's been since I've drafted from scratch. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it was I got to it. I was like looking and thinking about the draft, but it really hit me. I don't know, even like an hour before the draft. Oh my goodness. Like this, everyone's from scratch. This isn't a keeper league that it was just a lot. I just, it was a lot to think about that. That draft was fun. I think it went okay. I, I kind of surprised myself a bit in that one with some of the moves I made. Um, then we were like, sorry to interrupt you, but you were like in the beginning, I feel like you got the first 
three or four of six players or something. Like you got <laughs> I, players. Boom, I just boom, spent boom. the money. The yeah. the money was flying. <laughs> <laughs> it was just going, and then it was gone. And in my last eight picks, I think. I had less than ten dollars, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. I know I had at least seven picks at a dollar that I had to do at the end of the draft. Um, that might bite me in the ass. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, and we've talked about that on on some of our previous shows, like how to win your draft and things like that. Like sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes you got to go for the top guys. Like you, you drafted Travis Kelsey and you spent thirty six dollars for him. We mm-hmm. talked about just last episode that you need an elite tight end. You need to get an elite tight end because it really does help throughout the season. You went out and did that. I did. Yeah. I did. Well, okay, I think part of it, too, getting into that draft, it's like when we go into our other auction leagues, the top – some of the top running backs and top wide receivers are kept, and I was just like, they're all here. (laughs) I want them, and I think that that kind of got away from me. Yeah, and just just a pre- brief tease, um, you can read about our auction mm-hmm. draft. There's going to be an article coming out. Um, it should be released, I believe, by the time this podcast is released, because we always record the night before. Uh, fantasy football auction draft results, trends, surprises, and more. And just a little tease here. Um, I did talk about a certain team. I didn't name a lot of names in this. I didn't want to call people out, but I did name a certain team who drafted Tra- Travis Kelsey. Sorry, I said for 36. You got him for $46. 46. Okay. I thought and you were wrong, but I wasn't going to stop because I didn't know for sure. I couldn't you remember. have never hesitated to correct me. <laughs> I know, but I couldn't remember before. the exact number. I correct you when you're wrong when I know I'm right. <laughs> okay. I didn't know. I couldn't remember what I drafted him for. <laughs> but even spending $46, you still ended up with Joe Mixon, Cam Akers, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, and Mike Evans, that is a a hell of a core. Um, and I'm not denying it. You got a quarterback that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. a little bit later, so I won't even mention that now. I know you did walk away feeling a little thin at running back, but if nobody gets hurt, that doesn't matter. No, I think yeah. And again, I surprised myself on this one because I got in there, um, and I did have a I had I had a plan or an outline of what I thought I would do and I kind of it quickly I just let it get away from me and I just started like I can get this player I can just do this and I I did it (laughs) you know the best laid plans of mice and men so you know looking at the three leagues do you have a favorite do you have a favorite team that you feel the best about well I know you just got done talking up my team in our listener league but that's not my favorite team. Um, I'd have to say my favorite team is the team I drafted last night in our league that we're in together. Um, one of our best friends hosts it. and He's in the doghouse right now, but we won't go there. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's in your doghouse. He's in my doghouse. <laughs> um, but no, I just feel like I am just my, – my team is stacked. I am excited about this team. I tend to do the best in this league of all the leagues I'm in, and well, why don't you go I, ahead and read uh, through your roster there? I uh, want to know. Yeah, who you let got me let's let me brag me. a little bit. Yeah, um, you want to know my dollar amounts too? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, give, give them the whole picture. This is kind of what your team can end up looking like if you're as good as Miranda. Oh my God, <laughs> let's let's not build the confidence too much here. <laughs> okay. Um. Well. I kept Justin Herbert at $8 this year. I think I have another year on him. Um, Austin Eckler was another one of my keepers at $29. Keenan Allen, another keeper at 20 And I kept Mike Williams for a dollar. 
for the draft, I got James Conner at $21, Tyreek Hill at 38, which I wouldn't have gotten to keep my team name if I hadn't drafted him. I, I do have a lot of faith in Hill this year. I saw game highlights from the Eagles-Dolphins game. He is fast, and I I don't regret going after him like at all. Like In any of the leagues that I have, either kept him in or I'm going to target him in. And I and I was hesitant on all of them, so um, in all of them and targeting Hill, so that that's something that I kind of stayed away from. But um, but yeah, I did notice through our drafts that you did kind of keep targeting well, him, and if you feel good about a he player, he was a favorite of mine. I mean, my team name in this league is Queen of the Hill, so <laughs> nice. We're gonna keep it another year since I got Hill. Um, then I I picked up Mike Evans for twenty four dollars. I'm not going to go over kickers or defense. Okay, Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott for 17. I got Dalton Schultz for 6. Juju Smith um $23. I got bid up on this because I I think I saw him go less in uh, in an other leagues that we have drafted in. Yeah. Um yeah. everyone knew I wanted him, so they bid me up. But if he is like he's their starter, if he he's their number one wide receiver, and I, I don't know, I think that that could be I mean, big for me. I mean, I had no interest in Juju Smith you until you kind of talked to me about it and why you felt good about it, and then started making a little bit yeah. of sense. It's like if you expect the Chiefs to play like the Chiefs, then their wide receiver one is probably mm-hmm. going to do all right fantasy football wise. I picked up Tua as my backup quarterback for four dollars. I like I again stack that, him with Hill. Yeah, I was thinking about the stack there. If there is like some blow up there, Tua is going to see numbers. I mean, I have Justin Herbert, so my backup quarterback is just my backup quarterback. But if he does well and becomes something at four dollars, that's that's good value in a keeper league. For um, sure. I did. I I forgot. I kept Noah Fant at three dollars. Um, backup tight end. I got Robert Woods for a dollar, and one of my last um picks or wins, I guess you could say. I got Brian Robinson at three dollars. I know, like we don't know what's gonna happen with him. Um, hoping he comes back this season. They they did say today. The mm-hmm. commander said they're not ruling it out. Um, he he got shot twice. If mm-hmm. you haven't heard, I'm sure you have, but. If you haven't heard, uh, attempted carjacking, a robbery, he got shot twice in the leg and the glute. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, he. but they do expect him back. Regardless, excellent dynasty value. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, that late in the auction draft, I'm just looking for, you know, I don't have much money to spend. I'm looking for the dynasty value out of the players I'm getting. Also, real quick, not to breeze over the shooting like it was nothing like our fantasy football team obviously mm-hmm. does not matter. We're happy that he is doing yes, okay absolutely. and that he's recovering. Um, he did get to back in the building today and he said it just felt good to be back in. So um, fantasy football aspects aside, that's, that's a human life and we're and that super had to happy. Be, like extremely a scary moment in his life. And he's an early twenties kid. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm absolutely sure. And, and so it's just, you know, we're, we're happy to hear that he absolutely. is making his recovery and everything. I just, I feel like I wanted to throw that in there so you know we're not just looking at this like from a fantasy football standpoint we it's uh, this is a human life and everything so just wanted to throw that in there. 
Absolutely. Um, definitely a a stacked team that you have. Um, I, I'm I love, feeling really good about it. Yeah. No, I, I love the Chargers offense. So the fact that you have four of those players, some people might be afraid to keep four players from the same team, but I don't think you can go wrong there, especially Mike Williams at a dollar. A dollar. A dollar. I wasn't. Insane. I didn't realize, uh, like, when I was doing my keepers, I didn't realize how much I was stacking. But the value I had to, and I mean, I'm really big on them. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't say no. Um, I, I know somebody who's very jealous about that dollar. Not, not just me. Um, fantasy football bourbon dude, FF bourbon dude. He was drafting in our in our listener league. And stopped bidding on Mike Williams and was kicking himself ever since. He <laughs> he had some some non buyers remorse, which we'll talk a little bit about that term later. But um, he also said this was his first auction draft, and he said he does not want to go back to Snake um, because it was so much fun. So if you're listening to us and you have not tried auction draft, I highly encourage it because it, it's it's a completely different world, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's oh, just, it's. It's fun and there's strategy behind it. It's not just, you know, in the I feel like in a snake draft, you're guaranteed to get you you pretty much can kind of predict how the draft is going to go. There's no predicting in auction. Yes, there's those projected dollar pre-draft value. It doesn't the auctions don't follow that. <laughs> yeah, no, and like also on your snake draft, it gets to your turn, you take who you feel is the best available, right? completely different because your five best available or the people five best people you think you want on your team could be the first five nominated and it throws you haywire trying to figure mm-hmm. out do I need to keep bidding on each and every one of these players like it, it's fast it's different it's um and then when you add the dynasty aspect into it it's just there's a lot more strategy I feel that goes into an auction league than a snake draft it it's fast when you're like in it when you're bidding on someone well, let's be real here an auction draft takes a lot longer <laughs> than your snake draft i do think our <laughs> listener league took three hours three hours, three hours yep. when you're drafting a a complete 12 person league um from the very scratch so um yeah i want to do a quick shout out to our sponsors get us paid real quick before i talk about my favorite team so if you're thinking about joining WinBet, now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day, where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Can't sleep? Jump on the casino. Win also just released their first quarterback with five touchdown prop bets. Um, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Who do you think it's going to be? Maybe Derek Carr. Sprinkle a little on Derek Carr. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, have you checked out Odds Trader? Odds Trader is amazing. Simply put, there are so many different features that you as a gambler, you as a sports fan can use. I go to it every time I'm looking at an article. If I'm making picks, I pull it up so I can see what each book offers. Um, and what do they offer if you haven't checked Odds Trader out? Well, it's a place to compare odds from all the major sports books. And not only that, you can see the different sign up codes and promotions so you are insured to get the best deal. 
The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activity. I know when I get up on Saturday mornings to bet college football, I don't want to go to all the different sports book apps that are on my phone and figure out, do, should I be finding this one? Should I be looking at this one? Which one's going to have the best bet for the Iowa Hawkeyes game? I can pull up OddsTrader and see which one has the best lines, the best money line, the best spread, the best total, everything. It's all right there. And no more switching apps to apps. You got handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores and bet tracking, player statistics, key game statistics, projected game day weather. Bet Tracker allows you to keep records of all your games and betting activity. You have to check it out. If you are a better, if you're just a fan, go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. The free roll football contests are here. The college football contest has $1,500 up for grabs and the NFL contest, $5,000 and a two night stay at Win Las Vegas is up for grabs. You know, I want to win that. I know Miranda wants to win that. I know you want to win that. So sign up exclusively in our discord sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. All righty. Now, Justin, before we get into your feelings on your teams, we cannot forget one of the main aspects of our show. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I suppose I forgot because maybe I started a little early. I was excited about this one because I know I enjoy it already. But Miranda, what are we drinking today? We are drinking Oak and Eden. We inspire bourbon whiskey finished on oak, French oak spirals. Yes, it's a weeded bourbon. Weeded bourbon. Um, If you've seen these bottles on the shelves, any of the Oak and Eden's, you might have noticed that there's something in the bottle and there is an actual spiral oak, um, an oak spiral, I guess. It's, yeah. it's an oak spiral in the bottle and it only enhances the flavor. The more you drink out of the bottle, the more the flavor changes as that oak spiral sits in the bottle. Absolutely. But let's not give too much away. No, let's not. We will save that for our whiskey segment when we're tasting Okay, Justin, I know you're <laughs> eager here. You're like just I'm like bouncing around in your seat over here. <laughs> How did you feel about the three drafts that we've had so far? So, again, I, kind of what you said about the emotional roller coaster. There are some I'm very excited about. Some I felt myself talking myself into excitement because I didn't feel great about last night's draft. I don't know why. I just came away with it not feeling... <sighs> I don't know what it was. I, I really can't explain it, what it was. I, my team isn't bad by any means. I mean, I got Hertz as my quarterback, Mixon and Najee Harris as my running backs, uh, Michael Pittman, Brandon Cooks. I mean, I, I have good pieces, but our my favorite is the league that we actually run together. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we started our own league gosh um we were either engaged or just married but i feel like we started the year before we got married yeah it's been a while um i i know i didn't keep the historical tracking right away i started the historical tracking in 2013 but i think we had a couple years before Mm -hmm. that 2011 so yeah so we've done this one a long time um i i just i really liked how my team turned out um in certain aspects so let me just kind of go through it my thoughts here josh allen i had him as a keeper he was only 12 dollars, so excellent value i picked up trevor lawrence for a dollar as my backup that's a person that i'm not married to that's a person that if i need roster space 
then he's out of there. You know, like I don't need him there. Um, my running backs, J.K. Dobbins, I kept him because he was only a dollar. I'm a little nervous now because I don't know if you heard, but today the Ravens signed Kenyon Drake, and they said he's somebody that could be active right away. So now you're looking at J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and, and Kenyon, Kenyon Drake. Drake. Yeah, that makes me a little bit nervous. Um, but uh, Austin Eckler was a keeper for $35. Joe Mixon was a keeper for $38. I drafted Saquon Barkley. I, I tweeted to, to Kramer and said, hey, um, I just got Saquon Barkley for $30. And he said, wow, 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 wow. And then I drafted <laughs> Miles... <laughs> And then I drafted Miles Sanders for a dollar, and he said, gross, bro. Um, <laughs> the Miles Sanders thing was a thing where I nominated him and um, I, expecting somebody to bid. I was trying to get people to spend their money, and nobody bid on him. So I got him for a dollar. And like you, Brian Robinson, for a dollar because of the value. I kept Darnell Mooney at $3. I drafted Brandon Cooks for 15 I think he's a PPR machine, despite what to the Texans' offense is. I drafted Christian Kirk for $2. I was not super excited about it, but when you think about it, PPR, he's going to have good value. Mm-hmm. Joshua Palmer for a dollar of that Chargers offense. If Williams or Allen goes down, he's going to have great value. Michael Thomas for $7. If he gets anywhere close to what he used to be before injury, that's going to be great value. Um, and then Kyle Pitts, my Pitts passion. This was, Pitts passion. This was my keeper for Pitts, $24, and then I got the Saints and Justin Tucker. But so enough of the the rasturbation. I'm going to stop droning on <laughs> about my my team that I'm super excited about. Um, we're going to talk about a little bit of draft trends and takeaways, um, kind of some things that we've seen through our first three drafts that that may help you with your upcoming drafts. Emphasis on the may. It may help you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it always seems to be a little bit unpredictable. Especially, well, to an extent. I think when you're in some of the leagues where you know everyone in your league, you've been doing it year after year, you kind of get a feeling for how it's going to go or who's going to target who, who's going to bid you up to be a dick, who (laughs) is going to, you know, draft four quarterbacks. Um, So, but anyway, so like this may help you. This is what we've seen, but keep in mind, we also have been in, a couple of these drafts for years. Yeah, I think um, if you're in dynasty drafts and you are have consistent people coming back, you're going to learn some things mm-hmm. about them and their draft styles because it, when you break it down, everybody does value players differently. Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. Know, um, for me personally, I I would not want to have bench space taken up with three quarterbacks, one quarterback extra. I I see. And I get it. Um, Brandon, our buddy, we've mentioned him before. Like he came from a point where he had, I think, two quarterbacks, and both of them got hurt. I think it was back to back weeks. Both of them got hurt, and then his season was just totally screwed. So I get it. He's got that. Like I'm not getting in that position again. I'm going to keep drafting quarterbacks. Um, and a little funny thing, he drafted C.J. Beathard in both leagues that we draft with him. And backup, Jacksonville Jaguars, C.J. Beathard. Yes, you heard that right. And I asked him, I said, why? Why are you (laughs) spending money on C.J. Beathard? And he said, he says, I think he's going to be the starter, which uh, maybe that's the Iowa Hawkeye Homer in him. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we all love C.J. if you're an Iowa Hawkeye fan. But it was an interesting take, so I wanted to bring it up on the the podcast because those are the things, like, you might not be able to predict. 
um, you might not realize that somebody thinks, oh, this quarterback's not going to keep the job and this one is going to get the job. And so their their values on the players are just completely different, right? Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk about like who we saw like running backs. Yeah. Their running backs, we saw they're going to go high. Your top running backs are going to cost you. And one thing, like, I know you and I both stayed away from Christian McCaffrey. I think the highest we saw him go in one of our leagues was $70. $70. For a two, and keep in mind, it's a $200 um, draft draft budget. budget. Yeah. 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 $70. I mean, I get it. If he returns to his healthy, dominant self, um, he is one of the best. I get it. But $70, Miranda, would you ever spend $70 on any player? Well, I think I have in the past, haven't I? <laughs> I, I well, I will say in our league, the top player was $70. Mm-hmm. The second top player was 61 and that was Derrick Henry. The third top player was Devontae Adams at 60 um, but hey, I think you got two of those, did you not? <laughs> um, I might have. <laughs> okay, I kept so I kept Derrick Henry at sixty one dollars. I went into the draft with him. There weren't a lot of running backs that were going to be returning to the draft because of keepers. I didn't feel comfortable letting him go, knowing I'd have to spend a lot for a top running back. If I let him go, I might have had to spend more for him because there weren't a lot of top running backs available in the draft. And I just went for it on Devontae Adams. So, yes, I blew $121 of my $200 budget on two players. I It turned out okay. I think that is the league I kind of feel the least confident about because I just – The core is I don't good. know. Your core yeah, my, I have a good core. So, if nothing happens to my core, I'm fine. Yeah, and you have to draft like your players won't get injured now – I will not do that with a player like Christian McCaffrey, but <laughs> I mean, I mean, your core of players with Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, Derek Henry, James Conner, Devonta Adams, Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, that's a hell of a core. So if everybody stays healthy, um, it looks like a good team. But no, I, I think the biggest takeaway um, that we're trying to stress here is the people that you think are going to go for a lot of money, they are. Mm-hmm. The the running backs especially, your your Christian McCaffrey's, your Derrick Henry's, your Jonathan Taylor's, um, even Alvin Kamara, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, those guys all went for a good chunk of change. I think it's going to be the same in every league you draft mm-hmm. in. You're not going to get – nobody's going to sleep on those guys. Nobody's going to go, eh, I don't want to pay that much. They're, they're going to pay that much. You're going to have to pay a premium for a top running back. I think we've covered this pretty good. We don't need to spend any more time talking about the obvious that your top players, the people who you expect are going to go high, they're going to go high. Yep, absolutely. So let's, before we get into some of the steals we saw in our drafts, let's take another quick moment to give a shout out to our sponsors. Yeah, and let's talk about Sleeper. Uh, now, it's the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I know we used it for our um, SGP Listener League. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the in- industry. And now, you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game 
over-unders integrated into fantasy, the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. Excuse me. Not only can you enter a contest via over-under itself, but you can also do through your fantasy league's matchup screen. For an example, Patrick Mahomes is your starting quarterback. And not only do you think you are going to win your fantasy matchup this week, but you're also confident that Mahomes is going to hit his over 250 passing yards line. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about the over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. Follow Terrell's picks. He's been hitting it with MLB. He's been on fire. And he, he just puts the picks in there, and you can just copy them. It's that easy. Um, I know you got scolded for that in school. We're not scolding you. Copy the picks. And stop what you're doing now. Download Sleeper now. Play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. And on your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com SGP, and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Now let's talk about Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. And we've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. Hop in now to reserve your spot. The winner gets $500 cash plus $250 gift certificate to our amazing new SGPN store. To the winner, sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com SGPN. Now, one of my favorite things about Run Your Pool is their Fantasy Survivor contest. This is amazing. It's it's something I've never seen before, but basically you set a fantasy lineup and you can only use those players that week. Next week, you have to do a new fantasy lineup with players you have not used before. That is amazing. That is the ultimate twist on fantasy football and um, trying to win your, your daily fantasy. I my head explodes because it's amazing. So make sure you go over there, play that game, try it out, play their 33, play their spread, play everything. Sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. All right. So we're going to come back. We're going to talk about some steals that we saw. Now, um, this is, this is kind of to inform you of just some people that went lower than we expected or that we thought were a good value and maybe you can kind of keep your eye on them in your league and get them at a good value. So, Miranda, do you want to kick it off with your first steal? Yeah, I'll get us started. So one of the steals that I, I felt was a steal was James Conner. Um, I know we said in our running back episode that we felt he was undervalued. I can't exactly remember his current rankings, but I felt he was more of a top 10 than where he was currently ranked at. Um the current pre-draft value for James Conner is $38 per sleeper. And he went for $28 in our listener league. I got him in both of our other leagues for $17 and $21. And I feel like that's a – even just compared to what his current pre-draft value is, that's a steal right there. Yeah, I agree. Even at $28, this is the guy that finished fifth last year in mm-hmm. fantasy football points. And Chase Edmonds is gone now. He no longer has that uh, Chase Edmonds stealing his touches. 
So absolutely good value. Um, obviously, you got him at better value than in the other in the listener league, um, in the, our other leagues. But yeah, absolutely a steal. Keep your eye on James Conner because it, it it seems like people are sleeping on him for some reason. For some reason, I feel like they are, but maybe they know something I don't know. But I'm I'm feeling good about those steals. I find it hard to believe anybody out there knows something <laughs> you don't know, honey. <laughs> Um, one of my steals, yeah, um, Julio Jones. Now, I, I get it. He He's on the Bucks that have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and then Julio Jones, right? So there's a lot of competition for targets. But in 2019, Julio Jones finished as the third-ranked wide receiver in a PPR league. Julio Jones, we have seen as a very talented wide receiver, mm-hmm. And who's he got thrown to him? Oh, this guy. Tom Brady. Yeah, this guy called Tom Brady, who I don't think Tom Brady is going to have a bad year by any means. In fact, he retired, unretired, and is back, and maybe this is his last year. I feel like he's he's younger than ever before. <laughs> right. And if it is his last year, if you think he's ready to hang it up because he then almost he's gonna did. He's going to go all out. Yeah, there's no reason he's going to have a bad year or any reason to think he's going to have a bad year. And Julio Jones did go for $10 in a league, but he went for two and four in other ones. And I just really feel like even if you put him on the bench and you wait for week three or four when he has a huge game, and then all of a sudden people are like, oh my gosh, Julio Jones is back. Julio Jones is back. Because also remember, Chris Godwin, not 100% healthy yet. They they do expect him to play and suit up, but what if he's limited? What if he's on mm-hmm. a snap count? Then it's going to be Mike Evans and Julio Jones. Well, who do you cover? You cover Mike Evans because he's had the most recent success, yeah. right? Giving Julio Jones the opportunity to for to make some big plays happen. There's not a lot of cornerbacks that can cover Julio Jones one on one. The guy is big and fast. He's he's just mm-hmm. he's very talented, and he's somebody to keep your eye on because not a lot of people are bidding on him from what I've seen. And he's somebody that you could probably get for $5 or less, and he's great backup value. And like you said, maybe he has a blow-up game week three or four, and you don't think he's going to continue that potential. That is a great time to look at what can you get for Julio Jones because everybody else is like, oh, man, I should have gone after Julio in the draft. Absolutely. Another great reason to keep coming back and listening to old-fashioned football because we are going to track trends like that. We are going to track when a guy has a huge blow-up game in week four and everybody's excited about him, we're going to go, hang on, let's really break down the numbers here. Yes. Let's look at the target share here and the change in target share and see if, did he just get lucky week four or is he really going to see an uptick in fantasy football points? We will be tracking that. We will be bringing that to you to help you out in making trade decisions and making start sit decisions in just running your fantasy football team and help you manage it um, that we want to help as much as we can. So um, did you have another steal that you got? Uh, a potential steal. Okay. I want to talk about Matt Stafford. Um, now I know like <laughs> Matt Stafford, people aren't seeing him as one of those top 10 quarterbacks, but he did finish fifth in the last year in fantasy points for quarterbacks. Um, I, in our listener league, he went for $3. Um, and when you spend 46 on Travis Kelsey, a $3 quarterback helps a lot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that their offense might actually look better now that they have Allen Robinson. 
and not just being a biased Bears fan here, wishing he was still on the team, but he has great playmaking ability. And Mm -hmm. so I think Matt Stafford could be, yeah, that steal at that $3 who might have a really good year this year with the way the Rams are looking. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I mean, if you think about Allen Robinson, and it's nothing against Robert Woods. Robert Woods, decent you, wide you receiver. You don't like – you're down on Robert Woods. Always, always down on Robert you Woods. always have been. And he's had good years, but I think um, – I, I do feel like Allen Robinson has a more flash to mm-hmm. him, right? And yes. you got to remember, Allen Robinson was fantasy relevant in his days in Jacksonville with terrible quarterbacks, Blake Bortles throwing to him. He was relevant with every single quarterback that cycled through throwing to him on the <laughs> Bears, whether it was Trubisky, whether Foles stepped in. Just the list goes on and on. Um, so you don't think that you know he goes on to the Rams and he's with Matt Stafford opposite of Cooper Cup? He's going to make some noise. I absolutely believe he's going to make some noise, and he's going in auctions. We've seen him go for um, twenty bucks and up. So people think he's going to make noise. Mm-hmm. Why would you draft Cooper Cup for he was the highest drafted wide receiver aside from Justin Jefferson? Um, you have Allen Robinson going for over twenty dollars, but Matt Stafford goes for three. That yeah, doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. You're spending all of this, all of your budget on these wide receivers for the Rams, but you have no faith in the quarterback. How do you think that those wide receivers are going to get their points? Absolutely, and you know I I get there's been some off season of oh his shoulder is a little banged up. You know is he going to throw the same? I feel like every year when he played for the Lions, it was Matt Stafford's back. They don't know how it's going to go. <laughs> and he was always he fantasy was. relevant. Mm-hmm. Now, he, you know, did he win a bunch of games in Detroit? No. But he always threw for over 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns or 25, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. He was always fantasy relevant. And, he, you know, we saw him finally on a, a very competent team last year go for um, number five. He ranked fifth last year. Mm-hmm. I don't see him taking a step back from that. I don't see the offense slowing down. So and not taking a significant step back, not when he has Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson. That yeah. doesn't make sense. No, not at all. So, and people are drafting like he is irrelevant, and I don't. I right. don't get that. Yeah, I don't either. So the the three dollars. I mean, that mm-hmm. is a steal. So watch for your league to sleep on Matt Stafford. Um, for my next sleeper, I'm going to go with uh, a running back for the Bills, Devin Singletary. Now, I know they got a shiny new toy in James Cook. I get it. He's flashy. He's Dalvin Cook's younger brother. But I don't think Devin Singletary is going to lose that many carries. I think Devin Singletary, you know, James Cook's going to be involved in the passing game, I believe. But Devin Singletary always finishes around running back 15 to 20. I looked back, and it seems like he's always right around there. Last year, again, he finished 18th in a PPR league. He's going for $5 or less. He went for $5 in ours, $5 in the SGPN league, $3 in the other league. If you look at RB18 and you're in a 10- or 12-person league, that's RB2 numbers. RB RB18 is within the top 20 your top 20 are going to be your RB1s and RB2s in a 10-person league. Why wouldn't you spend more than $5 on that? Like, I'm not a huge Devin Singletary fan, but when he's $5, it just makes sense to me. Um, you know, when when you break it down that way, you, mm-hmm. you agree, I'm sure, right? Yeah, when, I mean, you're convincing me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So did you have any other steals to talk about, or was that the the two of them there that we wanted to highlight? Those were the two I felt like stood out the most to me. Everything else, like, I mean, there were other steals. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah. There's lots of steals, like, especially when you get down to when you don't have a lot of budget left and everyone is, like, they might have different players left that they have to fill on your teams than you. You can kind of get some some of those steals and that way, a, too. Yeah, and from a dynasty value. Mm-hmm. Grab Brian Robinson because everybody's Grab thinking, him. Yes. oh, he's not there. Even it, if you get him at a dollar or two, it's worth it to have him on your bench. Put him on your injured reserve. See what happens yep. for a dollar. Because before his unfortunate incident happened, he was it had just been released that he had taken that job from Antonio Gibson. Mm-hmm. Um, so next year, you got to imagine that's Brian Robinson's job. Listen, this guy, he came from Alabama. He led the SEC, which does produce some really good running backs. He led the SEC in missed tackles. So the guy is phenomenal on the field. Nobody's thinking of him really right now in a fantasy aspect. Obviously, you got him for a dollar in a league. I got him for a dollar in a league. I was only thinking of the dynasty aspect of that. So, you know, put him on your bench. It doesn't matter if he sits there. Um, and uh, you know, that's, that's just great dynasty value. You can contract him. If you're in a contract league, like all of our auction leagues are, that's a contract for a dollar for a, a running back that will probably be the starting running back next year. That is a phenomenal value. Mm-hmm. So I, I've been itching to get to I, a topic here. I know, you know I know you have. Yeah. So, <laughs> so kind of we switching, found something interesting. <laughs> switching away from the steals. And this is something like, you know, when we're drafting, we're in different rooms, but we'll yell back and forth to each other when like something crazy happens in the draft. Mainly or, Miranda yells. Okay, fine. Mainly it's me <laughs> yelling. Maybe it's me like, yeah. It's okay. probably because I can never hear. I, I know our league, she yelled a lot of things. Huh? I can Huh? <laughs> Anyways, go on. Okay. Um, but no, like we both were shocked. Like, what is going on with the Broncos players and in these drafts? Like, they we have seen Russell Wilson, his pre draft value, projected dollar value is thirteen dollars. He has gone for twenty seven dollars in our dynasty league. More than Patrick Mahomes. More than Patrick Mahomes. In the league we just drafted in last night, he went for 17. Our listener league that we did, he only went for seven, so that was under. But um, let's talk about these wide receivers. I need to get to the wide receivers because this is what, like, people, like, I don't know if I'm missing something here. Russell Wilson didn't de-age himself overnight. Like, (laughs) he's not Tom Brady. Right. Agreed. I just, I don't know what I'm missing here. Um, but Cortland Sutton, pre-draft value fourteen dollars. Jerry Judy, pre-draft value eleven. Consistently for Cortland Sutton from our listener league, our dynasty, and our league we drafted in last night, he went for over twenty-one dollars in all three leagues. Yep. More that is double or more than his pre-draft projected value jerry judy like i said eleven dollars in our listener league he did go for 11 in our dynasty league and the league we drafted in last night he went for 25 and 26 dollars yeah it's insane and you know what i'm not saying they're bad wide receivers Mm -mm. but i don't think they're as good as dk metcalf and tyler lockett who russell wilson was throwing to in seattle Mm -hmm. 
And DK Metcalf, he went for around those prices. Tyler Lockett never did. Why are Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy going for more than those guys were valued at with Russell Wilson throwing to them? It makes no sense to me. Like, they're not on the same caliber as those two. Like I said, nothing against them. Mm-hmm. I think they're great wide receivers, I, I, or good wide receivers, I should say. But I think I would rather have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett on my team, mm-hmm. um, not fantasy football, because Geno Smith is throwing to them this <laughs> year. But, but like, no, it, we were just floored mm-hmm. because everybody seems to be high on Denver and high on how this offense is. And I really think people are just high. <laughs> like, really, like, mile high here. Like, we're just not up there with everybody. <laughs> um, no, but, like, maybe we need to get a thread going on this. Like, I want to know, like, what am I missing here? Because it's been consistent. We've drafted three different leagues now, and it's consistent. Like, that was a consistent trend that we were not – I wasn't expecting. I, I mean, I didn't – plan around them if I would have got good value I'm going way over that like that was not as soon as they like went yeah. above the $15 I was out like no yeah, I don't so have that kind of faith in that offense right now agreed like so you know Javante Williams he went pretty high but mm-hmm. that made sense to me yeah as a running but yeah that does make sense yeah but we're I, talking about the the wide receivers and the quarterback here like so so jump on Twitter or discord mm-hmm. Um, tag us. Let us know what we're missing. Make a case. No, <laughs> what I are want, we missing? Yeah, I want you to make case. a case. Um, especially the listener league. Um, I know that uh, Judy only went for eleven in our listener league, but Cortland Sutton went for twenty three. I don't remember off the top of my head who drafted them, but um, make your case to us. Jump on Twitter. Jump on Discord. Make your case. I want to know what I'm missing because to me, I I think it's nuts. I don't think they're they're worth that, and I want to know why you think they do. And, and I think Miranda, I think you're the same. Um, so so Andrew Rob TD Kings, let me know why mm-hmm. Cortland Sutton is worth twenty three dollars. I'm not calling you out. I'm I'm genuinely curious mm-hmm. what you see and exactly, why. Exactly because the people like and not just like in the listener league in our other leagues like they spent tw- upwards of twenty five dollars yes. on these players. That instead of instead of putting that towards other wide receivers on other teams, like they chose to like do that, and they wanted them for that. Like we were watched the bidding war just keep going, and I just felt like I'm missing something. Yeah, if you had told me in one of our leagues that the combination of Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton, and Jerry Judy would have gone for sixty eight dollars, I would have said you were crazy. Now we were just talking about steals. I would like to point out somebody that is getting a little undervalued is Melvin Gordon. Now, I know he's not the starting running back, even though I think he is going to still be involved, but he went for $3, $1, and $5. If Javante Williams goes down, Melvin Gordon is a legitimate starting Mm -hmm. running back. That is a handcuff that you should be willing to spend money on, in my opinion. Um, He's up there with one of the very few guys that if I'm drafting Javante Williams, I'm spending money to get melvin gordon as well because if javante goes out melvin's going to pretty much replace that value um i know he's not as young i get it but he's still a heck of a running back he runs hard and so that's one that that's one bronco player that nobody seemed to care about nobody liked melvin gordon no no i think that was pretty consistent i think you you got him you went after him yes i did (laughs) because he was going so cheap it was like why 
Because if Javante does get hurt, which, I mean, you never want anybody to get hurt. Don't get me wrong. But if he does, that's a starting running back that you have for cheap. Um, obviously, not a lot of dynasty value. Melvin Gordon's pretty old. They did sign him to just a one-year contract this year. But, um, yeah, that's just that one didn't make sense to me at all. So, um, Brenda, I did want to touch real quick on we talked about how the listener league was a, a, a redraft league, not a dynasty league. Mm-hmm. We have not done that for a while. It's completely different, is it not? I mean, it, it's just insanely it different. It is, and like a difference here, too. I've never done an auction league that wasn't keeper. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard when, because I automatically get into an auction, like you get in that mindset of value, the best value for your keepers. We aren't, our listener league we're going to be refreshing that every year, redrafting. Um, so it's different for me doing an auction draft that isn't a keeper. Um, it, it totally changes everything because you don't have to worry about who can you get really cheap that could be great value end of the season or next season. It's get the players now that yeah. are going to make your team. Yeah, it, you get one shot at this. Yeah, you don't get to build over years. You get one shot. Absolutely, and this, like I said, it was one of our first times doing an auction for a while. Mm-hmm. That um, was everybody starting from scratch. Yes. No keepers. Um, so that was completely new. It's a completely different outlook because you're okay spending money on those old guys that probably won't be relevant mm-hmm. next year. Yeah, if they're going to get the job this done this year, year you're going to want them on the team. Absolutely. So um, so that was interesting. That was fun. Now, I'm curious. I have a question for you. We're in multiple leagues. Not everybody is in multiple leagues, but I feel like once you get that fantasy football itch, you you join several. It's like, what's one more, what's one more league? Right, exactly. <laughs> do you find yourself, and I think I know this answer because mm-hmm. of Tyreek Hill, but do you find yourself targeting <laughs> the, the same players in every league? It depends. Like... Let's say, okay, so to an extent, I mean, I if I'm going after like the top top running backs, let's take running backs. If they were available, I'm going to go for the same ones, especially because of like some of the injury histories with some of our top 10 running backs. So I'll have a guy who's my favorite and I'm going to go after him. Um, sure. I do have Tyreek Hill in multiple leagues. I feel like last year I really went hard to get him in several leagues and then I I kept him um or went after him again and I don't know it it just depends I feel like there's also just a lot of turnover yeah um so I don't think that I guess it just depends on the player I don't know that there's a lot of that middle range that are staying consistent yeah yeah no I agree it does kind of depend on the player like Eckler is a guy I constantly targeted. Joe mm-hmm. Mixon, I constantly targeted him. But others, I found myself wanting to mix it up just in case. Just in case, like, um, you know, I went for Saquon Barkley in a league. Yeah. I didn't bid on him at all in any other leagues because I was worried, like, if he does get injured again. I stayed away like, from him. See, Yeah, he was you, one of the running backs I stayed away from. When he yeah. came up, stayed away from him. And if you listen to our running back episode, you knew I said I was throwing my hat down and I was all You're trying in. one more time. <laughs> yep, I was all in on Barkley. I was ready to be hurt again, mm-hmm. but only in one league. I, I got him in one league, and then I was like, okay, I got him. I, I'm good now. I don't need any mm-hmm. more shares of Saquon, you know. So um, 
kind of it kind of it does kind of depend doesn't it it mm-hmm. just depends how you want to and i think it also depends on what they're going for especially in auction leagues i mean they go for such different prices sometimes that there's sometimes you really want a guy but you're not willing to pay up you know over x amount yeah i agree with you there um so justin i know you've been keeping track of some of these surprise cuts that have been happening the league had until 4 p.m. today. Yep. As of this is Tuesday, remember, <laughs> 4 p.m. today to get their rosters down to their 53 players. So why don't you share your list with us of some of those surprises that you saw? Yeah. So these are some surprises that, okay, we've talked in episodes before. I'm a cheap ass, right? So <laughs> I like to keep my eye on guys that are on the um, free agency, which these guys probably are, unless you're in a very, very deep league. Um, These guys are probably on your free agency. You can pick them up for $3 because if they get picked up after getting cut, which some of them as of this release may have already, they could be fantasy relevant, especially in your deeper leagues. I'm talking like maybe your 14-team leagues. But um, Philip Lindsay. Kellen Mond, now that's a dynasty one, obviously. Devin Asiasi, that's another bit of a deep dive, but tight end can be a thin position. Josh Gordon, Marlon Mack got cut. Duke Johnson, O.J. Howard, all of these guys, if they end up in the right spot, they could be fantasy relevant, at least as a flex. I mean, a guy like Josh Gordon, who was phenomenal, but then just had some some issues that he had to leave the game of football for. Um, any of those jump out at you? Well, yeah, I want to take us back to O.J. Howard. Oh, yeah. He was in that tight end position for the Bills. There was some hype over him, like over Dawson Knox, and now he's cut. I feel like the fact that they had signed him made Dawson, Dawson Knox's value go down in the draft, and maybe people questioned the relevancy of Dawson Knox with them signing OJ Howard. Now that he's cut the drafts that have already happened, like I think going forward, it just, it could increase. We could see Dawson Knox maybe go his value go up in drafts because OJ Howard isn't there now because like OJ Howard was cut. I think he's a tight end that could get picked up easily by another team. And he might be somebody you also want to pick up. And be watching for where he might get signed to. Yeah, and especially if you're in a dynasty league, it depends how your contracts work. But mm-hmm. ours are all $3 if you pick them up off the free agency. And O.J. Howard, he had some success with uh, Tampa Bay. Yep. Um, he's a very talented guy. He struggled with injuries, and I think that's mm-hmm. why he got cut. I was a little surprised that Tampa didn't keep him um, because they're thin at, at tight end anyways. But... Um, no, I agree. The Dawson Knox thing, we saw him in drafts go for less than I thought he should have. In fact, I had something that we kind of talked about a little bit earlier, but a term that we like to call non-buyer's remorse. Yes, it's when non-buyer's you, remorse. Yeah, you're towards the end of your draft and you got extra capital and you're like, damn it, I could have bid more on somebody. And that was Dawson Knox for me. Now, in that league, I ended up getting Cole Komet, so it's not terrible. I think Cole Komet's going to have a good year, but I think Dawson Knox is going to have a better year, especially now. But we saw Dawson Knox go for cheaper for a guy that finished in the top 10 of tight ends last year. He finished very well. He did very well. Um, we One league, though, one league was on to this. 
one league's paid more for Dawson Knox than Darren Waller. That one doesn't make sense to me because I think Darren Waller is a top four tight end Mm -hmm. in my list. In my list as well. Yep. And Dawson Knox is just the top 10 tight end. So that one didn't make a lot of sense to me, but somebody was very passionate about Dawson Knox, obviously. (laughs) In fact, two people were because it was a bidding Mm -hmm. war. Well, and now that OJ Howard's gone, those people are probably going to be, have a better season with him then. Yep. And if, if Dawson Knox is somebody you got cheap and you have another tight end that you are going to be starting, Dawson Knox's value just went up. His stock just went up. He might be a trade bait. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to have a good year. I don't know if I would want to get rid of him if I have him. But if you already have a a top guy, he might be trade bait. Um, Trade him away and package it so that you package another ho-hum player for one. Then you got your open roster spot, and you can pick up O.J. Howard. You see what I'm see? I'm always thinking mm-hmm. here. I'm always looking for how I can fit this value in. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Why right. don't? Oh, no, go sorry. Ahead. I was just saying. I agree with you, OJ <laughs> Howard. Absolutely, keep your eye on him. Uh, Marlon Mack, Josh Gordon. Keep your eye on those guys. Duke Johnson at PPR league. Keep your eye on. Um, just keep your eye on where they go because they might be fantasy relevant, even though they got cut from their teams today. Absolutely. Why don't we take a break and? Talk some more about our Oak and Eden that we are drinking. Yeah, this stuff. Um, we've had this bottle for a while. Um, and like Mer said earlier, you, if you see it on the shelf, you're going to go, what the hell? There's something inside that bottle. <laughs> but um, it, it is a piece of wood. And so this is this is directly from Oak and Eden wood. It's what makes whiskey taste like whiskey. When someone prefers a certain flavor in a whiskey, they're really saying they like that naturally occurring flavors that come from the barrel wood the whiskey was aged in. At Oak and Eden, we follow traditional distillation and aging to the letter, aging our whiskeys for at least three years in American oak barrels. We break tradition in the finishing or double barrel process, where instead of putting our fully aged whiskey in a second barrel to add more flavor coming naturally from the wood, we place it in a bottle of spire or we place in the bottle a spire, sorry, a spiral cut piece of oak fashioned from the same species and treatment as barrel oak. This allows our whiskey to finish or flavor naturally, producing rich, sweet flavors that could only come from the wood. Now, Oak and Eden was birthed out of an ideal for innovation. We believe authority is released when a creator creates, and we believe everyone carries the spirit of the creation in them because of that we pioneered a precious technique that would become the lifeblood of oak and eden in bottle finishing the cool thing about this is that piece of wood in there changes the flavor through the life of this whiskey so every time that whiskey you go and grab it from your shelf it's going to look a little bit darker Mm -hmm. because it's right now so this is not a brand new bottle um we've had this and it is. It's getting very dark. Yeah, it's, it's it's a very dark, dark brown color, not your um, caramel bourbon color no. that you usually see. And that's from that spire. Um, it, what's really cool is I want to like use that spire as a toothpick. <laughs> like, I mean, can you imagine the whiskey that's just been soaked into that? It is going to be You're just going to be when this when this bourbon is gone, Justin is going to have that oak spiral out of there and he's just going to be gnawing on it <laughs> pretty much i will be um the, like we said this is a weeded bourbon in case you don't know weeded bourbons tend to have a little bit more wheat than normal bourbons. so this is 51 percent corn 45 percent wheat and then four percent malted barley 
Um, Miranda, when I was talking there, you were taking a drink of it straight. Mm-hmm. What were you thinking? What would you think? Well, okay. So I know we've obviously tried this before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you've tried it a couple times in between when I first tried it and now. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, this is one I really like. So this is so different from when I first tried it. It was obviously much lighter. Mm-hmm. And right now, it, there's such – it's not an overwhelming – oaky like flavor in there but it's very present and it's unique like um but it's also sweet um but it also like hits you i it's hard for me to describe but it's very it's very flavorful it's very good yep there are a lot of flavors there now one of the things that they say or i guess three of the things they say you'll pick up are cinnamon allspice and licorice do you do you get any of those I do get some cinnamon. It's actually sweet to me. It tastes very sweet well, to me. Well, they do say the finish. Um, so you, you, as it finishes mm-hmm. and you drink it, you'll have subtle notes of candied fruit, vanilla, toffee, vanilla. and caramel. The vanilla toffee, I think, is mm-hmm. what I'm really picking up on right now. Um, and and it really hits you. I think it hits you like at the tip of your tongue. I don't know. Yes. Would it, I'm not it's sticking the tip of my tongue in this when I'm drinking it, but it's like... <laughs> The tip I don't of the know. Tongue it's really the it's top like of the punching teeth. you <laughs> in the front of the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and it, this is very oaky. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of oak flavor, but our bottle probably probably only has a fifth left mm-hmm. um, because I've had it for a while. I have had many drinks from it, obviously, and so it has sat there with that spire for quite a while. Um, mm-hmm. I think at least two years. I think I've had this bottle. Do you think two years? No. You don't think I've had it that long? No. Okay. I was going to say not even a year. <laughs> oh, I think I've had well, You've had it a year? I think I've had it a year. You have not had it two years. Okay. Well, we I've haven't lived it. in this house for two years. I thought I had it before that. No. Well, that's neither here nor there for the <laughs> listeners. Um, see, I told you she would tell me when I was wrong. I knew she would. <laughs> <laughs> two years. Justin, but, you really, really started your bourbon collection last year. Yeah, we we upped it by quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I thought you this didn't is have it I before, before that. No. But, um, also, this is um, they put the barrel batch, the sorry label batch of the barrel and bottle number on here. This is label batch B zero zero four bottle zero nine five three, and um, they have a signature of who bottled it. I cannot read their their handwriting or their signature there. I don't know if you can. You know how signatures are; they they're just kind of scribbles. But um, this is a really good one. I highly recommend you try it if you have not tried it. And, and again, it's the We Inspire yep. that we're drinking. Um, they have Bourbon Inspire, Rye Inspire, and then a um, Four Grain Inspire. Mm-hmm. So they have those four different options. But this, I just, I love the fact that the flavor ta- changes. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it doesn't change badly. You know, um, it's unique each time you try it. So it's always different. And I just, I really like that because I like variety. And so the fact that it's always different is, is really nice to me. No, I think this is again, just an excellent bottle of bourbon and I am anxious to try another. I want us to go get another kind of theirs Mm -hmm. and compare them. Um, or even just a new bottle of this and compare yeah. it from the start to what it is now because it is such a different taste. That would be really interesting to get another bottle mm-hmm. of Wheat, Wheat Inspire and to drink that and then drink this and see how much that flavor mm-hmm. profile has changed. Um, I, I'm interested in trying the Bourbon Inspire as well. 
Oak and Eden, you can send us any that you would like. <laughs> um, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there there we go. So Oak and Eden, check it out. It it's really really good. You you will like it. I guarantee. You, if you're if you're a bourbon drinker, mm-hmm. you will like this one. And it is very good in an old fashioned. It is very good. In fact, so Miranda got uh, the old fashioned um, or a little something special for me for these old fashions. I should say. Wow, the whiskey <laughs> the is whiskey, tongue Is it hitting me. you? What, what is happening over there? <laughs> um, should say was a tongue twister for me, but uh, she got me barrel smoked sugar, and oh my God, it is so good. Um, you open it, and you can just smell the smoky profile. I'm a person that likes smoked drinks, so if you don't like smoked drinks, you might not like it. I don't know. Um, I have the little drink smoker that you've gotten me to, the little fog mm-hmm. hat, as they call it. Um, but this this sugar... The barrel smoke sugar is amazing. So thank you for bringing that home. I, I with my foot, which is getting a little better, I think there's a little improvement, but still slight. slight. I still need you to go back to the doctor. <laughs> well, we'll we'll drink some more whiskey and see how it feels <laughs> in a little bit here. No, um, feel she's went to a place that we've been wanting to go that has a lot of liquor. A lot of whiskeys and bourbons. A whole wall of bourbon. And I think she was feeling a little bit guilty, so she went ahead and brought me home some goodies. <laughs> <laughs> Which, we're going to try one of them next week, because we have two weeks before we have a very special bourbon we're having on, on air. Um, so, right after NFL Week 1, you're going to want to tune in. we got a lot to say. It's a really special one, and you'll find out why. But, next week, we're going to try the one you got me, actually. Um, which is called chicken cock. Miranda saw the cock and knew she had to get it. Um, oh my god! <laughs> so, no, so we're gonna try chicken cock next week. So if you have it, make sure you make a drink with us if you like to have a drink, and if not, grab your tea or water or pop whatever you want and join that as well. So, anyways, I'm blabbing a lot. Let's get into Let's, some questions here. Well, questions. Well, yes, question about okay. from me, I guess. From you. Yes, this is my mailroom question, Miranda. In your opinion. Is it too early to start trading? Well, no. <laughs> we're already seeing it. Like, let's be honest. We're already seeing it just from the draft last night. We're seeing trades happen in that league. Yes. And I've seen people say, like, oh, you shouldn't trade right away. Listen, you don't go into a draft and 100% come out with every target no. you wanted. And sometimes you can put together a trade package to get the targets you wanted, right? Right. Like, we've been saying the. The non-buyer's remorse. Yeah. There's also buyer's remorse. Oh, yeah. Which go That's hand true, in yeah. hand with the non-buyer's remorse for trades. Like, you might have come away with really, like, regretting not going after someone more. And you look at their team and maybe they're stacked at that position. And you want to make a trade for the running back you missed out on or the wide receiver or whatever player you missed out on. And maybe that person wish they wouldn't have spent all their money on whoever i don't know but you can trades happen quickly and i think the preseason trading can be good because you might be able to get a player who's gonna blow up this season before they blow up and you already did the trade i mean you could be trying to get somebody and they have a really good week one week two you're gonna have to give up a lot more to get that player if you wait till they're already 
blowing up when the season starts. Absolutely. And that kind of brings us to our first trade analysis. So that's something we're going to do throughout the year. If a trade happens in one of our leagues, we're going to do a little analysis. Or if you're thinking about making a trade, Twitter us, Discord us, whatever you want to do, DM us, slide into our DMs. And run it by us, see, and we'll give our opinions. Yes, you're tweet us, tweet, tweet us, Twitter us, Twitter us, <laughs> tweet us. I'm sure it's tweet us, <laughs> but Twitter us sounded fun at the time. Yes, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> yeah, slide into our DMs or tag us uh, on Twitter, um, and you know, run your question by us because we'll be happy to answer it on the show. But last night, like just a couple hours after the draft, um, we had a trade happen and Miranda I want to get your opinion on it we're not going to list the prices because these are all people that were contracted um, ending this year so their contracts end this year no matter what Mm -hmm. so it doesn't matter what their price was but Nick Chubb was traded away and in return they received Kyler Murray and Miles Sanders what are your thoughts on that trade well to be able to give you my full thoughts I need to let you know who Nick Chubb's team had for quarterback and running backs. And then on the opposite side, the person giving away Kyler Murray and Miles Sander, who they had at quarterback and running back so that you can really see like how, and I think that's important because Mm -hmm. you can't really analyze a trade without knowing like what did that person's team just get stacked from this trade or who benefited? Somebody always benefits I feel like a little more in some trades. It depends. It depends. Yeah. It depends on the need, but okay. So the person who gave away Nick Chubb at quarterback, he already had Matt Stafford. Now I think we already talked Matt Stafford up a little bit (laughs) this, um, during this show. Um, so he's gaining Kyler Murray, which I do think is a better quarterback. Justin might disagree with me. I um, do. I don't like Kyler Murray <laughs> at all, but go on. Okay. And his running backs, after giving away Chubb, he has Josh Jacobs, Travis Etienne, Cam Akers, and he gave away Nick Chubb. I don't feel comfortable with either three of those as my RB1. Let's think about that because that's all he has now. Like, he's getting Miles Sanders, but let's be honest, I don't think Miles Sanders is valued higher than any of his other three running backs that he has. So that means he's starting Josh Jacobs and Travis Etienne at We still don't know how Etienne's going to be, right? We have no idea because he got hurt his rookie year last year before he got started. He has not looked good in preseason, in my opinion. James Robinson's right behind him and maybe sharing the workload. We don't know how that's going to look. And Josh Jacobs, I just he's an RB2 to me. I don't know. I do like Josh Jacobs, but I don't know I, that he's – you're giving up a top – close to top 10, argue, could be argued as a top 10, running back for Miles Sander and Kyler Murray when you already have a decent quarterback. I believe we said on our running back preview that Nick Chubb is a grown-ass man. <laughs> like, I mean, he is a hell of a player. He finished second in – am I correct there? Second in the league last year for rushing yards. Yep, yep. Not fantasy points, but rushing, rushing yards, yards second. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I – go ahead and tell me which way you're okay. leaning. I think I know which well, way Well, I didn't even leaning. get into the other team's quarterbacks oh, yes. and running backs. Yeah, so, on, let sorry. me go to that part first. So, Team Kyler Murray gave away Kyler Murray and Miles Sander to get Nick Chubb to add 
to their running backs, DeAndre Swift, Tony Pollard, and James Cook, gave away Kyler Murray, but also still had two quarterbacks, Trey Lance and Dak Prescott. So so two bad quarterbacks. You could make that argument, but we don't know what Trey Lance is going to do. We don't, like, I know you have zero faith in him. He could... He could be great for for the 49ers. Yes, I, he could be. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just think he, this he didn't lose a lot giving Kyler Murray away and Miles Sanders to be stacked at running back with DeAndre Swift and Nick Chubb as his number one and two. Yeah, now, and I'm not a Swift fan even, but I think gaining Chubb, you gain more than you lost there because – Top running backs are invaluable mm-hmm. in fantasy football, whereas quarterbacks that aren't like your top three, four, are pretty hand-in-hand, hand, it seems like, every year. So to give up a top running back for a hand-in-hand hand quarterback, the running back side that got Nick Chubb won. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I That's where I was leaning. Like, you, you already had an okay quarterback. I think having a backup is great. Do I think giving up, whether Kyler Murray or Stafford is your backup in that situation, but do I think giving up Nick Chubb to get a quarterback and a low running back, I don't think that that's a good deal. And you just stacked his team. You just, he didn't need Kyler Murray. I mean, Kyler Murray was his best quarterback. Right. In my opinion, we yeah. don't know. I mean, Trey Lance could be big. So I think that he was gambling on Trey Lance. Maybe. I'm speaking for who, whoever's team this is. I'm speaking for them. Maybe they were thinking Trey Lance is going to be great. And they're getting an awesome running back to add to their already decent running yeah. backs that they have. And then, and yeah, and I don't know, like, what... I'm not sure what team Stafford was gaining <laughs> by losing Nick Chubb. Yeah, I mean, you get a, a quarterback that can run, yeah, but mm-hmm. your running back room now looks very thin. Like, what are you going to do to make up for that talent that your mm-hmm. team just lost? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't like it at all, I, I, mm-hmm. just to be honest. Um, maybe Cam Akers comes back and looks great. Mm-hmm. And maybe ETN is the back he was at Clemson, and Josh Jacobs plugs away and fits right in your RB2 or flex. But you had Nick Chubb. You had pretty much a sure thing. Nick Chubb's going to get his carries whether Kareem Hunt's around or not. He got him mm-hmm. last year. He's going to get him this year. I I agree that the, the quarterback situation in Cleveland makes Chubb's situation tougher, but I still don't think he's worth giving up um, for Kyler Murray and Miles Sanders anyways. So that's our thoughts on that. That's our trade analysis. Um, <laughs> now, good luck to those teams. I mean, we're going to be playing against them. I don't know if I want to go against <laughs> Nick Chubb and DeAndre Swift, but we'll, well see. <laughs> I, I'm in firm belief that DeAndre Swift will be hurt by week five or six. I do think he is injury prone, yep. so there is that. Maybe that's, you know, sorry, I don't know. <laughs> sorry, FF Bourbon Dude, Fantasy Football <laughs> Bourbon Dude, our, our buddy Mr. Strickler. Sorry, I know you're high way high on DeAndre Swift, but I am not. Um, why don't we go ahead and get to the mail room? Now it's, the, I'm not even going to repeat you. <laughs> We're going deep now <laughs> with the mail room. Yes, we are. I, uh, I, I veto that one too. That's not how I want our introduction to be for the mail room. Well, I will be open <laughs> ears for your next <laughs> introduction to the mail room because you're on it next week. 
No, no. The mailroom is your intro. This is all you, but you're failing we're, so far. We're auditioning still. We're That's going not back. our mailroom opener. We're going back to uh, Blue's Clues. <laughs> <laughs> so our, our buddy Redwood, who took part in our listener league, mm-hmm. brought him over from Reddit to our Discord. And now he's in the Discord rubbing, rubbing, or rubbing. Rubbing? <laughs> yes. What? Uh, <laughs> sorry. I was going to... Rubbing it in. That's what I was going for. Rubbing it in, showing off that he got Mike Williams and could put him in his flex um, Mm -hmm. when Mr. Strickler wanted him. Anyways, he asked a question. How do you feel about getting a good value on a guy, even if you aren't wild about them? Is it worth it? In both auctions I did this weekend, I got Fournette. I'm not super wild about him, but drafting him in the running back 14-15 range feels like a decent value. So... Let's say there's a player out there that you personally, you didn't really want or you weren't crazy about them, but you're looking at it going, wait a minute, that looks too low. That value looks too good. Do you bid? I think I'm kind of notorious for this to an extent. If I really don't, I don't like, there could be a player who is super injury prone or just, I just don't like them. I don't, I just don't want them on my team. I'll probably stay away from them, but if I it's a player that I'm kind of if me on not really planning on going for them, but they're going for a low low value, I'm gonna do it if it's a keeper league. If it's like a, I don't know, no, I'm probably gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you have to. Like, I was not high on Christian Kirk at all, mm-hmm. but he was at a dollar, and I think in a PPR league, I think with what he got paid in Jacksonville, they're gonna do everything they can to get him involved, right? Because he got paid a lot of money, and he was at a dollar. I'm not high on him. I didn't really want him, but I needed wide receiver help anyways. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what's $2? What's $2 on him? So mm-hmm. I pulled the trigger, and now I've talked myself into being all excited about it because <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, in a PPR league, this makes sense. Yes. He's going to get a lot of points in PPR league, and they're going to throw the ball to him a lot. And um, so, yeah. So I think if the value is there, you you have to pull the trigger, um, and you just you have to do it. I, I that's what I think too. So I absolutely agree with you there. All right, we got one more question for our um, mailroom. Now this is from a guy that has won three of the last four years in his league, um, which is pretty impressive. Um, he did mention that they the the league hates him now because he has won three of the last four, and he's actually won four of the last seven, but three of the last oh four. <laughs> so so a lot of success there. Submitted two questions. One of them is almost more of a start sit. So I apologize. We are going to push that one to next week to kind of kick off our submit your start sit questions to us. But your uncle Randy had a question. Um, <laughs> he's in a. Uh, a uh, normal PPR 12-man fantasy league, no dynasty, um, or maybe it is don- dynasty, but it's not an auction league. It's just a regular league, okay? Okay. He's got Devontae Adams, who I know you're high on, and Deontay Johnson, who I saw go for $4 in our listener league. He's the wide receiver one, and he yeah. went for $4. That That's a steal there. 
we didn't hit on that as much. Um, like I said, there is going an article out there that is all about our listener league. It only touches on our listener league, so make sure you check that out. That's why we ended up talking about kind of all of our leagues this episode. But anyways, Devontae Adams, Devontae Johnson, starting quarterback. It's questions about the bench, okay? He's got Miko Hardman, Tyler Boyd, Jarvis Landry, and Tyler Lockett. He says, I've always been a Lockett fan. No one ever talks about him, but he puts up consistent and solid numbers mm-hmm. year after year overall, but there's lots of ups and downs from week to week. Last three years averaged 1,000-plus yards, nine touchdowns. Big question mark in Seattle, of course, with the quarterback change. Should we expect a drop from Lockett as a result, and are there any of these other wide receivers you like over Lockett? Well, first of all, hi, Uncle Randy, and thank you for the question. Tyler Lockett is one of those wide receivers that I have always been high on. He is consistent or has been con- one of those consistent wide receivers. But first, let's look take a look at your other three wide receivers that you have. Tyler Boyd, wide receiver three for the Bengals offense that already has – they have Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. If both of them stay healthy – I don't know that I'd play Boyd over Lockett with that Bengals offense. Um, also, just like what we have seen in the three drafts that we've been in so far, in both of our dynasty leagues, Tyler Boyd is on the free agency right now. He didn't even get drafted. Now, those are 10-man leagues, and I know you're in a 12-man league. So our listener league was a 12-man league, and he was nominated for a dollar, and he went for that dollar. Um, he was also nominated by someone that we are questioning their draft strategies, but we'll just leave that there. <laughs> um, I don't know. Justin, what do you think about Tyler Boyd? Yeah, I, I'm probably higher on Tyler Boyd than most. Um, he's not what you would call a sexy pick, right? <laughs> Nobody thinks like, oh, Tyler Boyd. But he does have some consistency. Now, I think you're going to be troubled by the same inconsistency mm-hmm. as Tyler Lockett. You're going to have your boom and bust weeks, but I mean, he does have some good weeks. If you're looking at his stats from last year, he had a, a run where he went 14.33, 13.6, 20. um, towards the end of the year, 20.6, 17.5, 13.6. But he also does have some back-to-back games of 6.4, 1.7 and 7.9. So there are some inconsistencies there. I do tend to like, Tyler Boyd I don't know why he's just one of those players that I like but um but yeah it that's that's a tough one because if you're trying to start him over Lockett you're playing matchups I think yeah I just I just don't know that I would do it I don't know if I would do that um let's move on to Nicole Hardman now this might be a wide receiver that I would think about and consider starting over Tyler Lockett I know I've been big on Juju Smith going to the Chiefs. But with Tyreek Hill gone, I think this is only going to increase Nicole Hardman's targets on that offense. Oh, um, for sure. I mean, I know they have Ricky Sky Moore. We'll see like how how he fits into that offense. I think I would definitely I think Nicole Hardman's going to see more targets than MVS. Um so yeah, I I do. I think that Nicole Hardman is going to he could be, he could be, he's, I think he's definitely going to be like wide receiver too. He could be, have better targets and, and than the Juju. with chemistry with Patrick Mahomes too. That's got to Exactly. Help. Yeah. He's the only one, like, yeah, he has the only one of those receivers on that offense that has the chemistry with Mahomes and yep. it's Mahomes. It's Mahomes. 
Your homie, but homie. <laughs> okay. Now let's go on to Jarvis Landry. Um, oh, I don't know. We only saw him continue. Like, he's with the Saints now. But while he was in Cleveland, we only saw him decrease, even as their wide receiver won. I just, I stayed away from Landry this year. Yeah, not a lot to get excited about. I mean, I, I know in the past he had some flashes. But now Michael Thomas, Chris Olave competing with them. Marquez Callaway's still there. Um, I think it's just going to be tough for Jarvis Landry to make a big impact on the field. Um, could be wrong there, but um, I I wouldn't feel comfortable starting him over Tyler Lockett. But kind of back to um, the first question there, should we expect a drop uh, from Lockett as a result of the quarterback change? I think absolutely. I think, um, you know, sometimes you do see like when a, a worse quarterback steps in, they will target they're they're better players right um he lockets the wide receiver two in seattle mm-hmm. but i think when you step down from russ wilson to geno smith or if drew lock comes back and ends I, up taking that job i think you have to expect a little bit of a decline at first yeah absolutely well especially at first mm-hmm. like you said um but it's hard trusting any of these guys right out of the gate unfortunately so it's tough to decide who we would start mm-hmm. over because all of them are kind of in some different situations. I, I personally think I would roll with Lockett to begin with. I mean, he's the wide receiver two in Seattle. I think they're going to be playing from behind a lot. Now, we know when a team plays from behind, sometimes that means good fantasy football points for your wide receivers because they're trying to pass to catch up. I don't and see I don't know. I'm on the fence between him and Nicole Hardman. I think we'll see pre, we'll find out pretty quickly with the Chiefs offense who yeah. is going to have the chemistry with Mahomes, who is going to be the target, who is going to kind of take that lead role in Hill's place. Yeah, absolutely. And I was a little on the fence with Lockett and Boyd, but I do lean Lockett just because mm-hmm. he's there. Their second receiving option, whereas Boyd is third on the list, technically. And right now, unless I'm wrong and knock on wood, <laughs> um, <laughs> Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are healthy right now. So I don't yeah. see any reason that I would start Boyd over Lockett in that situation. Yeah, so I think both of us would probably roll with Lockett, see how it goes. You know, after a week or even maybe two, if it's looking like Lockett is just really not going to put up many points, then you look at McCole or Boyd, um, and you might just have to play the matchups there. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I think if this is this is your flex piece because you got Adams and Deontay Johnson. So even yeah. as a flex piece, I think I don't think you're going to be disappointed. Right, I I would agree there. Hopefully, everything we said gave you some direction to go in. I don't feel like we fully committed or confused fully. you more. <laughs> <laughs> But, well, that is all we have on old-fashioned football today. Um, Talking a little fantasy football auction trends, things we've seen. We'll be back next week to kick it off right before the start of the season. Yep, it is coming, guys. It's coming. Yep, and so that is exciting. Make sure you submit your questions. Make sure you check out Oak and Eden because that is some good stuff. And, Miranda, I'm looking at my glass, and I have just a little drip in there. My drink is about gone. Going once, going twice. Sold. Old-fashioned football.